<laughs> no, it's so good. Oh, I just love our jingle. It's so good. Thank Thanks. you so much, Mark. Yeah, Hacky <laughs> Turtles. Check them out. Welcome back. Hey, everyone. We're excited to be back. We're excited you are listening again. I know. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. This is Allie. Yep, and I'm Catherine. How was your week, Allie? <laughs> uh, we were talking about it off, <laughs> off mic, too. Um, my phone, rest in peace. So it's been a week. It's, it's the weirdest sensation not having a phone and realizing how addicted to your phone that you are. I know. You know? We use it a lot more yeah. than we realize, huh? Yeah. So every impulse I had to like, oh, I want to take a picture of that. Oh, I need to reach out to this person. Just kiboshed. And I just had to sit <laughs> with myself. Although Facebook Messenger is kind of a lifesaver. Yeah, that's how we communicated all week. Yeah, that's how it was like, (laughs) hey, uh, for the pod, uh, it was good. Well, actually, funny story on that, too. So Allie and I were texting a lot this week about the podcast, Mm -hmm. and we were going back and forth, each texting, like, paragraphs at a time, (laughs) and I sent her, like, five paragraphs. As one does. Long things about certain stuff. Numbered as well. Numbered, yes. Each <laughs> point numbered. And I didn't hear back from her for a couple hours. Which is weird. And I started thinking. I was like, oh, man, like, did I overwhelm her? <laughs> <laughs> Should I apologize? No. Then I got, I logged on to Facebook, and she said, hello, my phone is dead. Yeah. And then I had to put two Facebook statuses up because I did the first one, and it was like, oh, I learned Donkey Kong is not a donkey from Nintendo. And two, uh... Someone stepped on my phone, and then the next day I posted what I've learned the past 24 hours not having a phone. I wrote, like, six things, also numbered. Wow. (laughs) How about that? Yeah. The weirdest. But Uh, it's good. Oh, good. It's good to have silence once in a while. Yeah. In some ways, it's kind of freeing. It's so freeing. Actually, this is off topic, but whatever. I'm going to share anyhow. I went on a cruise um, last year. And I didn't have my phone for a week because when you're on a cruise, you right. can't access no internet, international waters. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually came back from the cruise and I didn't go on social media anymore because Whoa. I had gotten used to it for a week. Yeah. And so when I came back, I was like, I don't want to go back to having to check my phone all the time. So I really don't check it right. as much anymore. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a, a free LG phone from two years ago and like Instagram's on it, but I don't even want to scroll on it because it just looks bad. Yeah. Uh, oh, good stuff. Life. So your how was your week? Um, my week was good. Um, it was a busy week. Mm. I don't have to go into the office a lot for my job, but this week I went in four out of the five days. Whoa. Um, which, I mean, yeah. for most people, that's yeah. <laughs> normal or, yeah, a great thing to be able to work from home one day. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was a different week, but it was great. Good. Full of lots of people. Good times. So good. Good. Well... Uh, we're going to start with a hot seat question again, as we do. I'm going to go first this time. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I have two questions. I'm going to ask you the easier one. Okay, um, and then maybe we could both do the other one. Yeah. Like, I'll ask you one and then. Perfect. One and a half. Um, okay, what is the best concert you've ever been to? Ooh. That is such a good question. Oh, <laughs> I want to say Blink-182 because you do love them. I do. You whispered, so the <laughs> listeners did not hear it, but she mouthed, I loved Blink-182. Um, gosh, it had to have been in 
2012 or 13. They were at DTE. And I went down with all my friends. I was there. Shut up. Really? Yeah. At DT. Yep. Dude. <laughs> God brought us together before we knew each other. <laughs> um, it was a time in my life before I knew the Lord. So I did not sleep the night before. I was very drunk and other things. Um, but my little brother was there and my dad came. So it was a thing. My dad, Tom. It was a thing. It was crazy. Oh. All my friends and then my family, I tried to get my little brother to drink alcohol. He was like 19. He was like, no. And I was like, don't you want your first sip of alcohol to be with your big sis at the Blink concert? <laughs> like, come on. I'm not even talking about the concert, but the atmosphere was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I was in one of, like, I was in my zone. It was a beautiful thing. My brother and my dad and I have, like, always loved Blink-182. My parents were divorced, so we'd, like, be driving to dad's house, and, like, I'd be in charge of the radio, oldest, you know, putting in my Blink CD. So we'd all jam, oh. and it was so good. All I was like, the small, small things. things. Yeah, so good. Great. <laughs> that was a great concert. Uh, it was, and I was like calling, like calling the next song they would play. No Some, way. It was so good. I'm tell. I was on another level that day. It was so good. Because, like, they'd start to, like, play it, and I'd be like, oh, they're going to play Down. <laughs> that was my favorite song they played, too. Down, 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 down. It was so good. And, like, the, the light show, oh. I could have said any other. Con- that was my favorite concert. Wow! And you just—I forgot I went to that concert. So That's thanks so for reminding me. Too. Yeah, welcome, welcome. <laughs> that was great. Um, gosh, my question. Okay, who is your favorite pastor that you've never met? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Francis Chan. Good choice. Tell I really more. like him. If anyone has not heard of Francis Chan, he. He has a church out in California, mm-hmm. I believe, but he used to have like a mega church mm-hmm. um, that he know, that spoke like for. Mm-hmm. I really fact check me if I'm wrong, but this is what I think. Um, I believe you. I believe, and um, then he left the mega church because he he felt like he could just be more effective if he could just mm. not have to be in charge of that many people and could just wow be out on the streets loving. That's revolutionary. Um, but he he wrote some really good books like mm-hmm. Crazy Love. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfor- or Forgotten God, mm-hmm. About the Holy Spirit. He wrote that one for married couples, You and Me Forever. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Dude. Is it good? Yeah. Cool. You can borrow it. Okay. I bought it while Jason and I were dating and then didn't read it's it. It's called You and Me Forever. Yeah. Cool. I have it. I'll bring it. Yeah, I want to read that. Sweet. Um, yeah, he's, he's a baller. I do. I think I would like to meet him. I actually heard him speak live. Really? Yeah, he that came doesn't, to our I, church. I clarified to Jason on the way here because I asked him the same question. I'm like, it doesn't count if you've heard them live. Because you didn't actually, like, shake hands. No, it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have not met him physically. But You've been in the same room, which is cool. That's a good question. Thanks. I liked it. All right. Well, we're going to dive into our main topic. Yeah. Wait, do you want to do your other question for both of us? Nope, it's gone. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. Okay. Yeah. Save. To be continued. Listen in next time. Oh, well, actually, I kind of want to (laughs) ask. I'm so sorry, everybody. What's your favorite comedy movie? Oh, that is a good one. What's yours? Yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I love that it movie. It is such a good, good one. Oh, it, you just feel good after you Dracula watch it. Dracula musical. <laughs> yes. I like it the, when he's playing the piano at the end and he's like, Peter, you suck. <laughs> yes. Peter, you suck. <laughs> yeah. What's his name, that actor? I'm usually really good Jason at this. Jason Siegel. Yes. Where's he been? I, I haven't seen know, him lately. He needs to come back. He's in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I love him. Oh, I heard an interview um, with him, and he, like, would go, they would all, t- like, tour the How I Met Your Mother people, and they'd meet him, and they'd think he was actually dumb, like his character. Oh, really? It was real funny. Oh, he's great. 
Yeah, I would say that's probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in Hawaii, which Hawaii is one of my yeah. favorite places. So it just it's a feel good all around. Yeah, it is. It's it's good family, not family friendly, but yeah, it's good. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite, if I had to say like my all time favorite comedy would be Dude Where's My Car, mm. because the first time I watched it, I watched it seven times in twenty four hours at my dad's house. Nonetheless. Uh, I was just like, this is hilarious, and and that's an older one too. Yeah, you gotta have a classic favorite. Yes, and sometimes those ones you saw back in high school are just yeah. like still so yeah. good. And then you go back and watch them, and there's no plot, and your husband's like, why do you like this mm-hmm. movie? And I'm but like, to you, it'll always yeah, be a favorite. That's sentimental. It's so good. Yep. Cool. Gosh. Well, speaking of things from when we were young, and uh, building on that, <laughs> we're gonna talk about foundations today. Yes, and I would like to be full disclosure and just say that this was a hard one to prepare for, Mm -hmm. for me personally. I just felt like it's such a big topic and Mm -hmm. it's so important that it just felt like a mountain almost to try and tackle it, but we're doing it. We're doing it. And it'll be good. We're stepping in. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and I think for me processing this, uh, I just, I think foundation is so important. Um, and even when you and I were talking off camera, it's not a camera, off microphone. Um, but like you shared in like our first episode, you were talking about going to the, was it a nursery? Is that like the faith? Like a daycare. The, the daycare. Mm-hmm. And just like those women speaking like goodness over you. I feel like that innately builds a foundation, right? Like knowing, mm-hmm. like knowing some solid truth. And going from there. Yes. Like, at the end of the day, infants can do it, you know? Yeah. If you're, like, absorbing that and, like... Because even when you were talking about middle school and, like, trying to, like, share, you know? Like, I just... I So, for me, as someone who came, like, to know the and follow the Lord later in life, I had to break down a lot of what I had learned my entire life and figure out what following God looked like and like what my action should look like, what my heart should look like. I mean, God came in and the Holy Spirit and did a lot of the work for me, but I still had to surrender feeling like I knew everything, you know? Yeah. And I think something you were sharing before too that I really liked was you were just saying that when you, you're going to be building a foundation from youth, whether you realize it or not, there's a foundation being built yeah. in your life. Yeah. And so as you age and you get older and you start becoming more mature and thinking for yourself yep. and making your own decisions and figuring out what you believe and what you don't believe, um, yeah. you're drawing back on those foundations without even realizing it. Right. And so I like what you said about coming to terms with what is your foundation. Yeah. Do you like what it is? Right. And if you don't, how do you break that down and rebuild? Right. From the ground up. Yeah. How? Yeah. I don't know. We, and that's the thing. We don't have the answers, right? We no, don't. No, we have, don't. But this we. It's just going to be an honest discussion about why it's important. Yeah. Maybe what it looks like. Yeah. And trying to, to, I think the, the biggest thing that our listeners can do is like take time and think about it, right? Like mm-hmm. try and figure out what foundations and, um, I think for us, we believe in the word of God and that's where we put our truth and that's where our foundation is. We revert back to the Bible. If, if we're up against something that 
we don't know if it's true or if it's false or, you know, we're at a dinner party and people are talking about whatever and you're like, well, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's easy to be boisterous and be like, oh, this is what I think and everyone should think what I think. Um, but at the end of the day, it's important to know what you believe. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, <clears throat> maybe just to ground us a little bit in this conversation, we wrote down what foundation actually means. Yeah. What, the, what does the dictionary say? There's two definitions here. So the first one is um, foundation is the lowest load-bearing part of a building, mm. typically below ground level, <laughs> which I found interesting. That's like the base. what other people don't see. You don't see it from the street. You don't see it from the outside. Yeah. Whoa. That was a, yeah. Mic drop. Way to draw on that. Um, definition number two, an underlying basis or principle for something. Yeah. That's good. You got to gotta start from, that's like, okay, and I know a couple weeks ago when you and I were talking about this episode, uh, our pastor, Pastor Tim, at, who married Jason and I, spoke at our wedding about the building of Little Caesars Arena, which is here in Detroit. <laughs> Come visit. Um, but that was part of like his <laughs> homily, as my grandma would say, <laughs> the message um, of our marriage was, you know, you don't start with the roof. You don't start with the windows. You start with the foundation. And I thought that was beautiful. And I I don't know if a lot of people remember the message that was spoke on their wedding, but I will always remember that Tim was like, I can tell by, um, cause we would go to Tim's neighborhood group. He's like, I can tell that you guys are interested and you know, you're, you're starting your family and your life on a foundation. And I was like, Whoa, no one had ever said that. I didn't even, that was like a foreign concept to me until he was like talking about it that day. And I think it's important for a marriage. It's important for a faith. You know, you've got to have, you've got to have a baseline. You've got to have something stable underneath yep. to support it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Um, I really, I, I, I know we talked about reading the scripture at the end, but I really have an urge to read it. Heck yes. Um, so we have a, a scripture that we pulled that sort of talks about this idea of foundation. And I think it, the reason I want to read it is because I just think it paints a really good picture yeah. um, of what we're talking about here. And so maybe even as we pick this apart a little bit further, listeners, you guys can just picture this in your brain. Cool. Um, it's in Matthew, and it's... Um, called the wise and foolish builders is this parable that Jesus is speaking on. And he says, so it's Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Kaboom. And so, yeah, like let's unpack that. What does it look like for us to be people who build our house up on a rock? In other words, because obviously that's a... What is it? A simile? Uh, a metaphor. metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> a metaphor. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, what does that look like for us to build our lives on a rock that can stand anything that comes against it versus building our lives on sinking sand that will wash away, it will be destroyed? What does it look like? (laughs) You know, like... (sighs) And I think it's important to note, too, both houses are going to be hit by hard things. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean that the person who builds their life upon truth and God's word isn't going to have winds hit them. They absolutely will. Both houses do, but it's just how did they handle that? Yeah. Can look what do they look like after it or during it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I I think your foundation goes with you a long way as well, right? So, like, when you go through things or when we're in our 60s and we're looking back, we can say, and my grandma says this to me all the time. She's in her 60s. But she's like, I'm so grateful for my faith because I don't know how I could go through losing my father or losing my mother and get through the other side, you know, Mm -hmm. and not feel, like, crumbled and feel, like, the faith, I, th- I don't know. Having faith, it's such a, it's a foundation. It's a, it's, it's something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel like you have all the answers, but you have someone to turn to. And it's not someone externally, it's something internally. Your mm-hmm. faith is your own, right? So when you have these hard times, when the winds come, when you're, anything happens, someone cheats, there's a death, there's anything there's something bigger than you that you can turn to and find peace in. You can hold mm-hmm. joy and mourning at the same time. And yes. you are in <laughs> mourn. Yeah. And I, I just think of, there's so many passages of scripture that point to this. And there's so many worship songs out there that just say, I will not be shaken. Yeah. Like I can be crushed. My life can literally be crumbling around me. Yeah. I will not be shaken. Mm-hmm. I will not be moved. Mm-hmm. I will not be destroyed. Right. Because so true. I have the rock of Christ in my heart. Yeah. And I'm rooted in that. I'm established yeah. in his truth. I like that established. And I think something, um, and Allie, maybe you can elaborate on this, but you were saying something really good earlier about how, let's say you're at a place where you want to build your life on a rock. Mm. You want to build your life on a stable truth that is mm-hmm. unchanging, and no matter what hits you, you're not going anywhere. But let's say, let's say you're just checking this Christianity thing out. Yeah. Um, let's say you don't have that foundation right now. Yeah. What does that look like to How get do there? You figure it out? How do you get there? <sighs> okay. Well, I think contrast to you being at the daycare and having people spoken life over you as someone who came to know the Lord later I went through this journey of saying okay I've gotten here by my own doing how do I fix this <laughs> how do I you know and it's not anything I can do that's number one it's it's a posture of humility it's a posture of surrender it's a posture of saying okay God I believe in you I want you to be in charge um Proverbs 1-7 says fear is the beginning of wisdom. So fear, 
fear of God, a healthy, respectful, not like, oh, I'm afraid of you and you have a whip and a blah, 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 scary God. Yeah, he's not going to strike you down. Right. But. Tim always makes that. <laughs> right. I could just hear him in my <clears throat> head. But um, yeah, so having like a healthy fear of God and knowing that he's going to do all the work. Mm-hmm. You just have to show up. You just have to get alone with him. You just have to let him change you from the inside mm-hmm. out, right? And I like how you said that too, because it's it's all about our posture with him. Yeah. Like recognizing that we aren't God. Yep. We are not the gods of our own lives. Nope. We and I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that we're helpless and we have no choice. You know, we do have free will. We can you we know, have choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're sitting there um, and have no ownership of our life whatsoever. Right. But we aren't God. Right. And he is God. He is almighty. He's capable of far more than we could ever think or imagine. Mm-hmm. And so when we can come before him and just bow and kneel and yeah. say and surrender and say, okay, like, I'm yours, God. Yep. You got this. I don't. Yep. Um, I think that's huge. Yeah. And so you're yeah. saying, yeah. are you saying that a foundation starts with your posture before God almost? Wow. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what it sounds like. But I think also, and this goes back to our first episode when we were talking about you and I not being perfect. Mm-hmm. That's not to say we don't surrender daily or mm-hmm. still have not even sin, but like, yeah, like sin in our lives that we have to like give up. We're not, we're not preaching to you listeners. We're just saying that like we've, we've been there, we're here, you know, like, mm-hmm. I think that's important too, but. Well, and choosing that posture before God is a daily choice yeah. too. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So step one, posture. Uh, oh, and I, I think it'd be cool for you to elaborate too on kind of breaking down uh, your old foundation. So yeah, maybe, that's what I was just. Oh. Girl. Shoot, I shouldn't have interjected. No, that was Keep perfect. Because I uh, was thinking about it earlier, and I think I put a star, and this is how I phrased it, crumble the foundations of the world. And I felt like I was writing a sermon because I was like, what, what does the world say, and what does your life look like if you build your foundation on the ever-changing climate outside? You know? With everything, right? Like, how do, where do you stand on abortion? Where do you stand on homosexuality? Where do you, like, and sure, these can be all political, but at the end of the day, it comes down to your heart and what you believe. So you really need to take the time to crumble. And I think that goes back to the posture. You have to say, okay, I don't know best. You have to crumble everything that that you believe and maybe not crumble it, but at least reassess it. Mm -hmm. Figure out why you believe what you believe and, you know, be able to build from there. Mm -hmm. I think I've listened, um, I heard Bob Goff on Annie Downs' podcast. Um, Her podcast says, that sounds fun. And he suggested that believers draw a tea table and on one side put what I believe to be true and then what I don't believe And so when you write everything on like what I believe to be true, if anything ever changes, like if you learn something or you hear someone talk about something and it goes to the other side of the table, sometimes we don't even realize that something we believe has changed and our actions and our feelings are different. 
I, I don't know if that makes sense, but the way he explained it was really good. So it was in one of their episodes. But I think when we are influenced by something and something in us changes, it's necessary to address it and to figure out what we really believe, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I think this is really cool, too. Like, it was, it's going back to what you were saying earlier. This world that we live in is constantly changing. Yeah. Culture is changing. The laws are changing. Our beliefs are changing. Right. Um, and change is not a bad thing. Right. I think, I mean, if you... You need change. You Yeah, w- we are always changing because God wants us to change mm-hmm. because he's always growing us and making us better and perfecting us. Um, so change is good. But yeah. you also need that solid, unchanging... Ooh, okay peace of God yeah. to come back to because that is truth. Truth doesn't change. Yeah. Truth is unchanging. And God says in the Bible that he doesn't change like shifting shadows. Like he can't change because he is who he is and he will always be. Yeah. And so for me, that's comforting because it's like in the world where everything is constantly changing and people are deciding that Something new is being decided every day. Yeah. Of what's right or right. what's good. Right. And it's comforting knowing that you have a God that doesn't change because yeah. you can always draw back on that to right. ground you yeah. and root you when you feel like you're just up in the air, like moving around with the wind. <laughs> like, yeah. Sometimes you got to be grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think when you were speaking, I had this idea of like, if we're crumbling our foundations, that doesn't mean that there aren't parts of your past or what you've learned that aren't actually God and aren't actually solid. Mm-hmm. If he's not going to change, then there could be pieces of your foundation that are solid and are him. There's just some parts of the world or things you've been through that might get wrapped over mm-hmm. or, you know, could be influencing that another way. Yeah. Well, and I even like what you said, too, like a lot of times we get our foundation for how we live our life mm-hmm. from our parents or how we were raised. That's right. Or the school we went to. Right. Or um, just the experiences we had. Yeah. And so I think it's good to reevaluate that, revisit yeah. it. Every, and just every say, once in a while. Yeah. And just say, okay, where did I get this belief system from? Right. Is it my own? Is it my own? What? And just kind of start exploring that. And I don't think... Um, there's anything wrong with that I think that's really cool and it all comes down to yeah just exploring that and I think for me I just love the picture of that verse in in Matthew where it talks about are you building your life on rock are you building it on sinking sand yeah Sinking sand. We keep saying sinking sand, and it's totally because we <laughs> sang this song in church today called Confident by Stephanie Gretzinger off her Blackout album. I'm a fangirl. It's fine. Yeah. But the lyrics are, um, all other ground is sinking sand. Right? That's like the, yeah. I uh, I can't remember them now. I don't have them in front of me either. We should have prepped them. But... Man, there's a scripture that I want to read, but I can't find it. So I think that means I don't get to read it. And it's about being shaken. But yeah, so that song is really good. Take a listen if you're interested. Um, so where, are you, so so listeners, where are you on your journey? Uh, are you are you 
do you have a foundation? Are you just working on growing it? Do you need to check it out, make sure that everything is solid on the word of truth? Are you, yeah, where are you? Where? Yep, I love that question. I'm asking myself that right now too. <laughs> I think, Timely. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Cause I think, yeah, like I, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe he loves us. Yeah. I believe that Jesus came, walked this earth, was a sinless man, and died for us. Yeah. Um, died and rose again. Yeah, and because he was sinless and we deserved death because of our sin, and he was sinless, he took on that what we deserved. Yeah. Now, through him, we can be free. I believe that. Yeah. That's my foundation. And yeah. to me, that's me choosing to say... I believe that. I'm standing on that. That is my rock. But that doesn't mean that I don't have to keep surrendering pieces of my house to building it on the rock instead of the sand. Whoa. Like my marriage. There's still pieces of my marriage that if I'm not living it by God's truth day by day, I'm still building yep. pieces of my marriage on sand that can be destroyed. So it's a choice daily. Yeah. Like I keep saying, but I think it's just cool even for us right now just thinking about this. Yeah. Um Yeah, and and so I think it's cool for everyone to just be evaluating that and even just drawing back on the Matthew scripture. It says, "Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like right. a wise man who built his house on the rock." So, what's the action step there is putting God's word into practice. Right. And I think what's cool about that is God's word, there's so much there. I mean, what he tells us to do is love him, yep. know him, yep. seek him, yep. read his word, mm-hmm. be still before him, yep. um, come to him when you're weary and broken. Yep. I mean, there are so many ways that we can put his words into practice that don't necessarily mean doing all these things for him. Right. Sometimes putting his word into practice simply means coming to him. Right. Opening up your heart. That surrender, that posture, right? Praying, asking the posture. Yes. Um, And then, yeah, there is a lot of, in the Bible as well, about serving and loving people. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there are, definitely things that God asks us to do, but I don't think it's all about doing for him either. Sometimes it really is just about being being with him. Yeah. And knowing him and stepping into that relationship. Yeah. And that was one of the the notes that I, (laughs) one of my sermon notes was connect with believers Mm -hmm. because I think like you mentioned unity, that's kind of something that's been ringing true um, I'm referencing the first episode a lot, but um, that's the goal, right? Is unity, it's bringing people together. And I think connecting with believers is important because you can't always see your sin. You can't always see parts of your foundation that are broken, and you need other people to call them out for you, strong believers. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And, and I think it's important to know where you're starting because... Even when I started on my journey, I would openly tell people, I'm a baby Christian. I'm an infant. You know, like I think Paul, reference, Paul references that in one of his letters. 
but I think there's a maturity that comes. And if you can link arms with more mature Christians who are on solid foundation, you're going to become like them. You know, it's, it's a phrase, follow me while I follow Jesus, right? Like, well, so if we're all heading toward him together, I think there's a lot of good that can come from being in actual community with other believers. That's, I feel like that's a good practical step. Yeah. I think that's really great. Yeah. Yeah, and there's just a lot. Um, I actually researched the word foundation and looked up all the verses in the Bible that Referenced speak it? on foundation. Get it. Um, there were, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten that I wrote down. I'm not going to read all ten of them. Do it. Definitely do it. <laughs> um, but what I did notice, I, I just drew drew something from it, a connection, was that a lot of times when they mention foundation in the Bible, it directly speaks against the destruction that will come from not having the foundation. Whoa. So a lot of times when they refer to foundation, they also say, basically the charge is be in this foundation so that you don't get led into destruction. Whoa. And I thought that was really powerful. Yeah. Um, and I think it's hard to see in this world today because. Well, if you don't, if you're not raised to see it, you don't even realize there's like a spiritual dark realm, exactly. you know, that could be around you at all times, no matter what you're struggling with. Well, and sometimes a lot of times we don't see, sometimes a lot of times. I believe you. Yeah. Um, sometimes we don't even see the destruction until it's too late, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of times it's masked until all of a sudden we hit rock bottom and we're like, oh, boy, how did I not see oh I was boy. heading down this path? Yeah. Um, that happened to me. That's happened to me sure. multiple times. Yeah. Um, and so, speaking to your point, I think it's awesome to have people in your life that can point it out to you before you see it. Yeah, when you don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, because John 10, the thief, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And another scripture is that he's roaring like a lion, like trying to, wait, no, that might be a god. <laughs> no, the enemy is behind, creeping around. Help me. Um, yep, it's, he prowls around like a lion looking for a prey to devour. Thank you. Yeah. It's so true. And um, I know we're, we're going to try and wrap up here in a second, but this just reminds me, um, my coworkers and I were talking about ghost stories the other day. Whoa. Someone brought it up. We were at dinner and someone brought up ghosts and then everyone was kind of sharing ghost stories and it was kind of crazy um, because then our conversation turned spiritual. Okay, time out. Before you move on, yes. my trainer and I were having a conversation like this last week too, but keep going. Weird. I know. Anyway, go. Okay. And my husband's coworkers were having a conversation the next day about what ghosts. What is this? It was, yeah, interesting things. But I don't hate those conversations. Right. Because I think it reminds people there is a spiritual realm. Yeah. There is a battle going on. Yep. Bible speaks on that. Yep. Angels and demons are fighting, yep. guys. Yup. And we just don't see it, but it's like, that stuff is real. Yeah. It's happening. It is real. And I'm going on record saying that. But yeah, um, I am too. Yeah. So it's like, and you don't know that's there. Right. Unless and it, you're, 
Yeah. So not only do we have that going on, there's a war uh, waging against your soul. Mm -hmm. God wants you in heaven with him and he wants your heart right now. Mm -hmm. And there's also a very real enemy that Mm -hmm. wants to keep that from happening. And he will do anything in his power to stop you from being united back with your God who created you. Yep. Amen to that. And so not only do we have that going on, but there's also just the challenges of the world too. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, death, marriages yeah. breaking up, relationships ending, people betraying you, losing jobs, yep. illness, yeah. financial burden. I mean, the winds are endless that are going to strike against you. And so the question is, are you standing on solid ground? Yep. Got to figure that out, guys. Got to assess it. You yeah. got to know. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, feel free to email us any questions, comments about the pod, wateredwednesdays at gmail.com. Before we sign off, we have a life hack, a who knew segment. Disclaimer, this is not really a life hack. This is just something that I found out and okay. I like was like, what? <laughs> this exists? Okay. Um, Harry Potter clue. Dude, shut up. I learned that yesterday, too. No, you did not. How do we have the same life? Did you get a um, a coupon in the mail that had it? No, I was at a party, and someone came down the stairs. Like, I wasn't in the conversation, but I was listening because I'm an observant person. Came down the stairs, and someone said, Harry Potter Clue. And I was like, do they have it? Is it here? Can we play it? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew Harry Potter Clue? Whoa, well, that's weird. So I, I found out because I got a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon in the mail, nice. and I was leafing through it for, like, gift ideas for people. And um, I saw a Harry Potter clue on there, and I was I like, wanna, what? I need this. I want to know who, like, who Colonel Mustard is. Like, it was Hagrid in the dungeon. Do you want to know? Okay, here's something I learned while we're on the Harry Potter realm. First of all, why is Harry Potter so big right now? Is that just because it's big in my life, and I'm like talking to people about it a lot and it's like coming up and happening it's I mean, the strangest I think Harry Potter's always been big okay since it came out what like 20, 20 years, years ago? ago yeah we're real old but uh I read I heard a theory on YouTube that Hagrid was in Slytherin house oh Have interesting you heard that before? I could see that being true though because remember was it Chamber of Secrets yep. when like that's what I'm listening Tom to Tom Riddle right now. was yeah, could talk to Hagrid or whatever. Yeah, he convinced everyone that Hagrid had opened the Chamber of Secrets. Um, Tom Riddle was a fifth year, and Hagrid was a third year. Oh, How would they Hagrid. know each other? And Hagrid was hiding um, Aragog, Aragog, <laughs> that's how you got to say it, in the dungeons, which is by the... You're so right. He probably was. I'm not right. That is not my theory. That oh. is Super Carlin Brothers on YouTube. Check I mean, I can see it. Yeah, it makes sense. Also, really sorry if you don't like Harry Potter, yeah. but... Allie and I both really like Harry Potter. Yeah, we do. It might be referenced once or twice here and there. Yeah. Yeah, be on the lookout for Harry Potter references, Enneagram references. Um, I want to do a whole episode on Enneagram one day. Or just personality types in in general. general. I have one for you that uh, someone told me about this last week. $28 and you can get an assessment. Mm. This is not sponsored. (laughs) I don't know much. Is it the StrengthsFinder one? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, there's a lot of good ones out there. We could yeah. probably talk a lot about I can it. probably think of some people to bring in for the Enneagram episode. Cool. But anyway. I can't wait. All right, y'all. Well, check us out on all of our social yeah. media. Instagram, Watered Wednesdays. Yep. And 
uh, www.waterwednesdays.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen. Please email us. Yeah. We contact us. That, yeah. Let us know topics that you'd want us to cover, mm-hmm. um, questions you have. We want to know. Yeah, we're interested. We're interested in your feedback. So hit us up. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon.